This is Ozarks at Large. I'm Kyle Kelms. With me is Heim Goodman-Strauss. He is math professor at the University of Arkansas. Comes to us every week. How are you doing? I'm doing great. You walked in the station today and you said, Kyle, and I'm not, making, I'm not exaggerating here, there is big math news. You may have said, have you heard the big I math did. news? I did. And, 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 and to I my surprise, you hadn't. <laughs> so let's share know. it with all the listeners. I don't know if it's like gigantic math news, but it is pretty. Actually, okay. it's pretty significantly okay. interesting, I think. So there's something called the Goldbach conjecture, which has been floating around for 300 years. And it's something that um, you know you can anyone can really play around with. Okay. Um, nobody's gotten very far. Is it, I, I, but, is it called the Goldbach conjecture because Goldbach was the person who conjectured it first? I believe that um, – you know, that's what Wikipedia is for. That's it's very from good. a letter, I believe, from Goldbach to Euler or Euler to Goldbach. But Goldbach's involved. Maybe. Okay. You may Gold, have that totally wrong. Goldbach's fingerprints could be on this. But anyway, this conjecture says. So first version is you pick any even number and it's the sum of two primes. So if I pick 16. What's that? 5 and 11 is one 5 and 11 it. are the largest two primes. Or prime 13 no- and 3. Oh, yes. Try again. Um... 398. Uh, I'm just telling you. Oh, I was going to say uh, 100. Idea. Or is that too uh, 100. big? 100. Sure. No, that's uh, 87 and 13, right? Right. Among so the others. two largest prime numbers. Well, no, there's any, any even number can be made up in maybe lots of ways of two, even num- uh, two okay. prime numbers. Okay. And then the odd version is that any odd number can be made out of maybe up to three prime numbers. That made me take a little thought. So, so I don't know. 17? Uh, well, that's. I guess 17 and 0 and 0 doesn't count, oh, so we okay. have to work a little. No, it's okay. 50, Thir- thir- 13, no. 2, and 2. 13, 2, and 2 would, would be, be 17. 17. Right. right. Okay. So on. So Terry Tao, who's a very famous fellow, he is at, at UCLA, he's a Fields medalist, which, you know, is, of course, better than the Nobel Prize. Uh, it's only every four years. I see. And you have to be under 40 to right. get it. That's the That's the big thing there. Real kicker. Has proven that any odd number is the sum of at most five primes. I can see you're just quaking in your chair, but it's that's a big step. I mean, it's really these are hard, hard things to uh, to do. To make a little incremental advance is actually a huge deal. And so. and, and I don't I I don't mean this in any sort of um, um, less than genuine manner. And this helps mathematicians how? <laughs> okay, all right. I just it, it's a good thing to know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. That laugh actually I couldn't help <laughs> laughing because. Uh, well, you know, I can't really say. I mean, world hunger is kind of at the same no, but, level. But, but does the, this help solve but no, some other? No, that's the thing. It's uh, it opens up undoubtedly new techniques, computing and new, things, perhaps. Maybe, maybe it just opens up okay. new frontiers. I don't know. Okay. You know, I'm I, sorry. That's that's okay. I think from the non-math world, we're going to downgrade this to moderate math news. Maybe not big math news, but now we know. Okay. Where do you find out when when something like this? is revealed or, or released oh, to the well, public. Where do you find Well, this? this is, first of all, this is the modern world. So Terry Tao has a very um, well-regarded blog. Sure. Okay, so he put it on his blog. Yeah, and very, very contemporary fellow. Right. Um, and then the news just kind of spread out from there. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I didn't make this up at all, but I was looking around on, on the web, and I just sort of stumbled across completely looking for something else, cool number facts about 2012. Right. I think the prize has to go to... Um, a little conversation on primepuzzles.net, which is a great website. Primepuzzles.net. Um, primepuzzles.net. And their puzzle 620, 2012, has some cool 2012 facts. Okay. Now, I think you have to kind of write these down to make them look really cool. They sound cool on, to read them, but they're really cool to write down. So one – so write parentheses. One plus two 
minus 3 plus 4 mm-hmm. times 5 minus 6 plus 7 times 8 times 9 equals 2012. So oh. 1 plus 2 ti- minus 3 plus 4 quantity times 5 minus 6 plus 7 times 8 times 9 equals. equals. So you know, there's cool. a whole bunch of other games that they played around with uh, with that kind of idea. That's okay. pretty cool. That's very cool. 2012 but, still very exciting. Yeah. Even though we're in mid-February. Okay. Now you have an answer for the puzzle that you posed last week. Yes. Do, which I have to say um, – it's a groaner. I didn't. It's a groaner. I, so, I, can I try to answer? Oh, sure. I, let, I mean, me, let me set it up first. Okay, sure. So the puzzle that I asked last time, it involves a real baseball player, someone uh-huh. who played back in the 70s for the Chicago White Sox, Carlos May. Carlos May, right. His oh, second, I thought it was Charles May. It doesn't matter. Oh, it doesn't darn. matter. First name is irrelevant. I'll Looking tell you that now. Looking for excuses. Okay. <laughs> so Carlos May, his second year in the big leagues, Sweet. asked – management if he could switch his uniform number to 17 Uh and they said yes and thus he became the only major leaguer to do something okay so i i told you everything you need to know i went around i started thinking maybe every digit uh is there or every letter of the alphabet i couldn't come up with q okay now he's okay let me i don't know let me walk you through this he's an outfielder so say you heim are a fan in the outfield and he's in the field playing defense he will be facing away from you correct yeah. He'd be facing right. home plate. Right. So you will see the, his back. Okay. Now, what is generally on a baseball player's... Their name and the... And their number. Oh, wait a second. May 17th? Mm-hmm. He thus become, became still only major league player to wear his birthday on his uniform. Oh, He was wow. born May 17th. Well, you didn't tell us that. No, <laughs> that's the answer. That's the point. You don't tell people the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Why? We wouldn't even be talking about it this if time. If, had, if you'd said his birthday was May 17th, I would have gotten it right away. <laughs> of course you would have. That's not a puzzle then. That's, that is the, here we're discovering the difference between a puzzle and an interesting fact. Okay. An interesting fact is if I had told you Carlos May had number 17 and he was born on May 17th and he's the only wow. – but I made it a puzzle. Okay. Well, that's cool. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. How do you like turnabout fair play? All right. What was your puzzle again? Uh, well – I don't know. Maybe a little better. I'm not sure. Uh, so, uh, so lots of people have heard the puzzle about the polar bear. Start. Yes. Oh well. Oh, yes. that's the answer. If a, if somebody walks one mile south, walks one mile east, one mile north, shoots a bear, and he's uh, back at the same place where he started. Oh uh, yeah, of course. He and or shoots she. a bear, and yes. then what color is the bear? And the answer is white because you're at the North Pole. A polar bear, right? Right. Of course, uh, yes. Right. Now there are fewer polar bears, and there may not be ice there. But right. That's okay. Right. Uh, same puzzle. So you extended this puzzle by saying there are other places. That's right. Where you can – there are other p- spots on the earth where you can walk one mile south, one mile east, and one mile north. And be back. And there's actually infinitely many. But there's actually infinitely many in a couple of ways. So that's kind of cool. My my, my I thought about this and uh-huh. my – I'm thinking, does it have something to do with the equator? But I guess it wouldn't. That's, uh, okay, so I've, I've missed. I'm swinging cool. a miss. So you can imagine that you're just a little bit north, a little more, just enough more north of the South Pole. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you walk one mile south, and it's rigged so that if you walk one mile east, you go all the way around the South Pole and get right back to where you started from. Oh. And then you walk one mile back north. So you're, you start out, it turns out a little more, maybe 1.16, it seems, mm-hmm. something like that, miles north of the South Pole. And then there's 
one way you have infinitely many ways to do this is really cheap because you could start anywhere one point whatever miles north of the South Pole, walk one mile south, walk all the way around the South Pole, and it's rigged so it's exactly one mile, and then back up north. Right. But there's an, it's really cool. There's infinitely many ways in other, another way, which is more interesting. Okay. You could start a little closer to the South Pole and have it rigged up just so that you walk one mile south, mm-hmm. and then you walk twice around the South Pole, and you start get back to where you were, and then one mile north. Or one, or just a little bit just right, so you start, you go down one mile, and then you walk three times around the South Pole, and then back up to where you started from, or four times. But the problem is, is those, so you get on all these different starting points. But see, you know, McMurdo, no, which was the, what's the station at South Pole? Yeah, South Pole? Uh, well, you know, there's a big base right, there. And right. So, of course, you know, then you're kind of walking over people's desks and right. making a nuisance of yourself, yes. and you kind of have to knock some doors down and, mm-hmm. you know, gets a little bit awkward. But in principle, there's an infinite number of ways you can do that. So what I have learned it's is kind of neat. the – and this is unusual because these are the only places where you can only go three directions and end at the same place. Normally, I mean, if we were to leave this studio and go one mile north, mm-hmm. one mile east, one mile west, we'd have to then go one mile south to get back here. That's right. But at the poles, you, can only, you just use three just directions. Just layout, yeah. Right. Okay. That's cool. That it? is very cool. So anyway, that was Martin Gardner's second puzzle published. I'm sorry, first puzzle published in Scientific American. Right. You want to hear the second one? I do. It's and little, this will be this week's puzzle? Uh, sure. I don't have another one, by the now way. This, you don't? No. It would be kind of neat if you I think I'll do – mine will be once a year. Once a year? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, turnabout is kind of fun. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, this one, um, try not to answer it. Okay. Because you might get this quickly. Okay. But I think it's still a cool puzzle. So – uh, let's play poker in kind of an unusual way. Mm-hmm. We'll have the, all the cards spread out in front of us. All 52. And we can see what they are. Okay. And you want to go first or second? I'll go, go first. first. Okay. And I'll take- so you'll win. Now, here's the deal. You can pick <laughs> you pick any five cards you like. Okay. I'll take four aces. Well, let, me, the, uh-huh. let me tell you okay. the rules. All right. Okay, oh, okay. Don't just jump okay. the gun. Okay. Because there are – there it's not just – so you're going to pick any five you like. Mm-hmm. And I'll pick any five I like. Mm-hmm. Then you have the opportunity to dis- to see what's there and discard. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you discard, then those go away. And then I pick five. I have the opportunity to discard. Mm-hmm. That's it. I can pick my five before you pick your five. Absolutely, you get to go first, and because well, you're going to win. Okay, I'm going to take a royal flush. I'm going to go. I'm going to take you know um, hearts, ace of hearts down. So I've got a royal flush. You can't beat that. Well, in poker, I guess spades are often high, but I'm not sure. But, well, but it doesn't matter. But yeah. see, that's an important thing. So suits don't count in this game. So uh, I mean, in the version that we're playing. Oh, and so, so just numbers. Just numbers. Well, I'll still take a royal flush, and I'll take a royal flush too, and we'll be tied. Right, but you can win. You can always beat me. Oh, there's a. But if royal flush is the highest hand, and we don't count suits, but okay. you're saying there's a way that I can guarantee a win. Yeah, and not just a tie. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to say another word. Okay. I'm not going to tell you the birthday or <laughs> – So, again, all 52 cards are out. I can take any five I want. Suits don't matter. Right. And you say there are five cards I can pick that will guarantee not just a tie but a win. That's right. Five cards that you could not top. And remember, you you draw, I draw. You get a chance to discard. I get a chance to discard. Game over. All right. Well, we'll – Think about that this week. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Kyle.